Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's a blueprint type of day on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The Carolina Panthers, they are blessing us with content right after the NBA draft. They dropped one episode on YouTube, and then they dropped episode three. An underrated album from Jay-Z, Blueprint 3, and a fire episode that the Carolina Panthers dropped that you can go check out, 45 minutes long. So they give you what is really like a normal, maybe HBO-length show when you have some of those episodes drop out. This was that for the Carolina Panthers. Awesome to see behind-the-scenes draft process. Scott Fitterer, Frank Reich, deciding who the future Panthers are going to be with some help uh, from the owner, David Tepper, also alongside the entire process. We'll dive into that. We got a lot of sound to get to, more sound than usual. I have three audio segments planned for everyone. We have Bobby Mark sound because he provided a lot of good stuff for us yesterday. That interview did numbers, as the kids say, Wes. We put that out there on Twitter.com. Everybody was rolling with it. Got aggregated a little bit. You know you're big time when you get some aggregation out there. Now, it's not us. It's because of Bobby. But we provided the platform. Yes. And we got aggregated, which only can get annoying if it happens too often but every once in a while it's like oh okay something important was somewhat said on these airwaves so that happened and then as i've mentioned blueprint episode three dropped yesterday i think it's the best one yet loved watching the behind the scenes stuff what was going on behind the selections of bryce young the pro day circuit also getting to see jonathan mingo turns out there was a debate between mingo and another prospect we'll dive into in just a second one of my guys it was not. <laughs> Were you thinking Tank Dell? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was not another receiver. It's one of your guys, as far as the brotherhood goes. It was another offensive lineman. Okay. All right. Matthew Bergeron. Okay. I'll just go ahead and give it to you. Oh, yeah. From Cuse. Yeah. 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 So an big ACC boy. guy. That's a big boy. Well, Carolina was looking at him, yeah. and we have that audio for you. We'll dive into that a little bit more so as well. Plus, we're getting some news from John Rothstein, ACC SEC Challenge. That schedule is coming about, so we'll get to that at the bottom of the hour as well. Let's get right to it. Enough playing around. Bus driver pulled up to the scene, said, hey, kids, get off the damn bus. Open up the door, Shroppy. Let's do this thing. Bad behinds. We look good getting <laughs> off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Tell us what you think, people. I thought this was the best Blueprint episode yet. I loved everything about it. It was cool. The setup, Frank Reich telling you what he wants in a QB. Coaching Peyton Manning, some of the things that he as a coach was trying to learn in the first few coaching years of his tenure in the NFL. Frank Reich being around Peyton Manning telling you these are the boxes that I want to check when looking for a franchise guy. And that's how they set up the intro. Wes, I am not usually one to be motivated. I am not usually one to do the whole run through a brick wall thing. Yes, it sounds a little D-baggy. I totally get it. But I'm not one that wants to run through the brick wall with some of the content that Team 
media will release. Um, this is a little bit different. What they're doing over there, just as far as a team, a franchise standpoint, being with the times, releasing content to get the fan base excited, to have it very highly produced. The imaging is fantastic. The fact that this has been in the works for a while, you have to put a lot of preparation and a lot of work into this going all the way back a few months ago when you were deciding what you wanted to do with the coaching process. And once you caught, once you got to the uh, NFL draft, you had to have so much preparation. It is paying off right now. And I can't say enough good things about what we're watching. It's fantastic television that Carolina is releasing to us. It definitely is. As I said, I'm a big fan of behind the scenes content. And so to be able to see now what they were thinking throughout that process is excellent. Uh, how they decided on Bryce, the things that the scouts said. Uh, I like when he said that Bill O'Brien said that he was the second smartest player that he's ever coached. I'm guessing the first would probably be Tom Brady, you would if think. I'm not mistaken. Uh, but other than that, it was cool to get to see that. Didn't see the full episode, but I did see most of it. And I'm going to finish that. But it's great content, as you said. I think Frank Reich, even though he's an older guy, he does have enough flavor to keep you entertained. Uh, a lot of coaches on that staff as well. The thing that killed me, man, was when they were having the meetings going through film. I was like, why is there so many damn people in here? But I was bright shining. I'm like, what, what, what do all these people need to be in here for? No stone left unturned <laughs> during I mean, the it was draft. people in there that looked like... They, it was not vital for them to be in there. You had guys in there look like they were 22, 23. I was like, what are you doing in here? Well, hey, Troppy takes offense to that. He just drove the <laughs> like bus for you to get buck. here. You're paying dues. You're probably some type of intern or something like that. You don't need to be in here. Are we seeing Old West coming out right now? This no. is Grumpy West. This is the day before vacation. He's tired of you young whippersnappers. I, I know what the NFL why they is like. to be so many people in the room for them to do that. I mean, I get it, but. I mean, they were unfazed. Like Bryce Young didn't didn't look phased by it. No, he he didn't. He did not look phased by it because there were so many people on board with that selection. QC Sam said the front office heavily considering a guard at 39 is interesting. You don't draft depth at 39, and left guard is the weakest uh, weakest link. And then he has a little chin scratch emoji, pondering, mm. thinking. Eventually, they decided to go with Mingo. They sold it to us that Mingo was the top pick there. I think that's probably true, especially yeah, well, if you need a wide receiver. You're face Bergeron in Atlanta. Yeah, well, and it's funny because the process. Well, we've got the sound for you. I don't want to give too much away, but you've probably already seen it. But the Atlanta Falcons, they trade up a slot before Carolina, right at 38, and then they take Bergeron. So they make the choice very easy. We'll never know if Bergeron would have been that guy that they take over Jonathan Mingo. You got that pancake and Derek Brown, you'll know what the decision was. That is true. Nah, I'm Derek, just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's true. But if Derek Brown bull rushes him right into the quarterback slap, you'd be like, yep. We, then yep. we got the guy. We yep. got Mingo. <laughs> Brian said, we need moments that make you want to run through a brick wall. Mine would be the Madden 13 intro with Ray Lewis. Um, well, Madden 13, I remember Madden 2005. Yeah, Madden 2005 had Ray Lewis. I don't know where he's getting well, that one. maybe there's just a Ray Lewis intro, despite him not being on the cover maybe so. for Madden yeah, yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's fine. What are some moments where you wanted to run through a brick wall? That's that's fantastic. We can hear those stories. 704. Or you mean like watching content? 
855-570-9610. I don't know whatever motivated you. Okay. Whether it's me getting everybody ready as we get off of the bus and you wanted to do that, Wes, maybe I'm the motivating factor. That's okay. all fine. Russell in Vermont says, get off my lawn, Wes. Salty Wes, those are the best versions of Wes. So he's here <laughs> for it. He wants all of the ageism that you were just spewing out there a little while ago. My favorite moments from the episode, before we go a little bit more into the war room, I did like Frank Reich's messaging on what they want in a quarterback mm-hmm. and that setting the stage. It was also, we, we already knew the process and trading up to number one, but it, it still is interesting to go back and see that they were originally going to trade up to number two. Some of this is just kind of glossing over again because we knew this, but it is interesting to see they wanted to go up to number two and then Ryan Poles had some action, possibly trading with number one. Um, Houston might have gone that route and then Carolina just goes to number two with Chicago and Houston gets their pick of the QB litter and then Scott Fitterer, David Tepper, they're like, all right, you know, let's just go ahead and take control of the draft. And you could see some comments that were made right before it started. Scott Fitter to Dan Morgan was like, oh, man, isn't it nice just to have the number one pick? We don't have to worry about our guy falling to us. We have the pick. We get to choose whoever we want. And eventually it would be Bryce Young. And then the stuff after. I know you got to see all the Bryce Young stuff. This was highly focused on their franchise QB. I I mean, could you like the guy anymore? Right. I, you, you just can't, Wes. We loved him before. But this this episode, it's showing you all the reasons as to why you're going to love this guy. Yeah, man. And, and you never want to put the word perfect on anybody. And I'm not going to do that today, man. But he's just an amazing, amazing prospect. And I knew that uh, about him early on just from everything I'd seen and heard about him. And then you watch him through the process. And I love the fact when Frank Reich talked about how, yeah, other guys did say good stuff when we were in those meetings. But the stuff that he was talking was next level. And that's some of the stuff I would like to have heard as well. The kid just seems to be a savant. You look at any of the great quarterbacks of this game, he's cut from that clause. Whether you talk about the brain of a Dubreeze or Peyton Manning. Uh, just take your pick of some of the, the greatest players, the Tom Brady's, and that is within Bryce Young. And so you have to be super excited about the player that you're getting. And the way they talked about it at certain parts of the episode, I felt like the race wasn't even close the the, the way that they talked about him. Well, the, the thing is, y- you can't be fooled too much by these episodes. Because it's edited, I get it. Right. Yeah, and no, get you're, it. you're right. The only They did show a little bit of the scouting for other QBs, and we know that because of context. We know that Bryce Young is not the most physically gifted QB of all time, not anywhere close. We know Anthony Richardson, by athletic testing, literally was the most gifted quarterback of all time and they would discuss just how there was some raw talent but also there were rare physical traits one guy in the scouting department in that film room he said this is someone not Bryce Young I don't think when they were talking about their QBs that QBX is someone that could come in and help this team right now and so that was interesting but you're right they did at least show us the content that would lead us to believe there was a big old gap between Bryce Young yeah. and whatever quarterback and just was. off what you know about him and what you're seeing thus far but in my mind if you really broke it down to just you wanting the best pure quarterback in the draft I did feel like though that it wouldn't be close because the upside of Anthony Richardson was so tantalizing there's no doubt about it but when you just talk about the brass bolts of just a really, really good quarterback prospect to great Bryce Young had it all. 
We have some more texts coming in. 704-570-9610-980 said, Madden 13 was the first trash Madden. Like, hot trash. Does not like... I don't remember that one as much. I was not playing Madden nearly as much by that point, but 980 said... Okay, yeah, Madden 13 had Calvin Johnson, and I know this was not well reviewed. Well, not by this guy either, so saying that it was not a fun Madden to play. 980 talking about a moment that he wanted to run through a brick wall when Gerard Butler pumped up the boys before the battle in 300. Oh, God. 300, (laughs) the first time I saw that, had multiple moments where I wanted to run through a brick wall. Yeah, 300, that's... uh, I'm glad that... Wes is able to sign off on that. Is it bad that I've never seen 300? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, come on, baby. You're so disgusted. You've got, well, at least tell me you've seen Gladiator. I have seen Gladiator. All right, all right. So you you can come on in the house with that. I saw Josh Graham put this to Twitter. I don't know how long ago, but it really did leave me perplexed. Mm -hmm. Is Gladiator a sports movie? Man. I I mean, they were an excellent question. They were the first athletes when you think about it i thought it was an excellent question yeah, I, I would classify them as though yeah they were the first athletes i would say i guess if you're just going way one of. back in the day yeah they were one of that was a sport however barbaric it was <laughs> yeah, it was it was a sport then you talk about they had fanfare yeah as well you could be famous off of it all the things um yes fantastic question by josh graham leading shroppy you agree you're saying that gladiator is indeed a sports movie oh yeah yeah Oh, yeah. but I don't, I don't okay. know how it isn't, though. I classify the gladiators as athletes, but I guess I never thought about that movie in the realm of sports movies because if that's the case, I definitely will have to put it up there. If it's a sports movie, then I guess you have to be competing in a sport. What was the sport called? I'm not saying that I know that it wasn't called anything. I just don't know. Just being a gladiator. But Right, but that's... So do you have to have a name to the sport? This is the question. This See, is, this is good stuff. All right, all right. You can bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I do want to give Josh Graham credit for this. I did not come up with it, but I did think it was an excellent question. And you to need to watch to 300 this weekend. Yeah, 334 said 300 is five times better That's than That's in my Gladiator. top five movies of all time. Joey from Huntersville said the movie Bloodsport had me wanting to run through some walls, LOL. <laughs> Never seen Bloodsport either. That I can give you a pass for, man. That was old, late right? '80s. That was late '80s. All right, I was but about to say that's I was real a, old. as big of a Jean Claude Van Damme. He is still to this day my favorite action star of all time. Mm-hmm. Blood, sto- Blood Sports started it all. Anytime I hear Jean Claude Van Damme, where I see him, I only think of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Will Smith as a pickup line, seeing women cross him and say, uh, "Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> you're fine." That's all I think of anytime I hear the name. All right, it's Wes and Walker. We're off and rolling something serious let's continue the blueprint three audio segment what did you think of carolina's draft process the focus was on bryce but apparently at 39 it came down between matthew bergeron and jonathan mingo we can do the alternate universe thing we can discuss that debate and we'll play you some audio it's coming up next weston walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Look, you don't need to give me any reason whatsoever to go looking for music, but Carolina did with the Blueprint series. This is what I tweeted out, Wes, and I want to see what you think about it. It's picking up a little bit. I think people are on board. But what I put out there yesterday was the fact that Carolina is releasing a Blueprint series that has everyone captivated right now, the Panther fan base. We want more content from that team. And this is what I said. I said, quote, the Carolina Panthers have the entire fan base captivated with the Blueprint series, a series showing how they're building a contender. I'm guessing in less than seven years with a new staff, a series sharing titles with the lineage of Jay-Z albums. I feel like this is next level trolling from the Carolina Panthers after Matt Rule told you, hey, look, I tell the guys all the time. It took Jay-Z seven years to build something. Do you think that Carolina intentionally named the series The Blueprint because of the connection to Jay-Z and because anytime you think about Jay-Z around this fan base anymore, you think of the crazy comment Matt Rule made last year? Do I think that they are trolling? You're asking? I do. I'm, I don't think they're trolling. Okay. Uh, I don't think they're trolling because you can make so many connections. I feel like that, you took the steam out of that big time. I feel like you just came in and <laughs> you just took the steam. Were you doing something else? No, no, no. I was not. I was just trying to think in my head what I think that they – because, you know, I always <laughs> like to go and think about the uh, – I'm a cynic by nature. So yeah. I like to think about the other side of things. I mean, I could see it because you could flip it around and say the blueprint off of what – uh, Matt Rule said, also the blueprint, we're going to show you how to do this. Right. Uh, a little shot at Matt Rule if they That's wanted what I'm to thinking. do it that way. So I'm going to roll with you, man. Okay, You're my thank partner. You. Thank I'm going to go back. Yeah, they're trolling. Big I, troll. All right. I appreciate it. So we've got some more blueprint stuff the entire time, right? The entire, Yeah, 704 said, don't hurt yourself on that stretch, man. No, this ain't a stretch. It's not hard. <laughs> this is real. Carolina is doing this for a reason. It's not that hard of a stretch whatsoever. I did want to get to some more text coming in about a whole bunch of different stuff. I mean, we left you with a really complicated question. Is Gladiator a sports movie? And then it kind of took on a life of its own after that. Um, 919 said Gladiator is wrestling, but I don't think you view it as wrestling. No. Burberry you Gary. You could die. Yeah. Well, you could die wrestling too. Yeah, but I don't think the, the intent is not to kill the other person. Sure, sure. This one, you're trying to kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, Burberry Gary said 300 is overrated and not better than Gladiator. And no, Walker, you should watch Bloodsport. Over 300, no pass given. Why can't he watch both? I can watch both. I don't know. I need to watch, um, I guess, whatever show you're telling me to watch constantly before I get Last to the chance end. You, yeah, Last you chance you. At least the episode with Ray John. Uh, CJ said Spartacus was a six series, and it's coming back in 2024 on Stars. I haven't seen the Spartacus series either. I think I remember back in they had cheap looking graphics. Uh huh. Uh, Nine eight zero said Gladiators were the first to perform in front of crowds and in a coliseum. Three three six said it's kind of like UFC with weapons and death. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't Gladiator be considered a combat sport just with murder? That's what I say. 
Yeah, but I guess combat sport has to. I guess that's true. Do the death I, aspect takes away the sport? You're saying no. That's not okay. what I'm saying. I'm looking into what is the name of it. It it, it might have a name. That's I say combat sports. Yeah, but I were you the, mean like were MMA, the Romans calling it combat okay. sports back duels. in the day? Just duels. Yeah, but I mean at least even the Renaissance had jousting. I mean we can give that yeah. a title. And animals were involved in the gladiator arena as well. Right, I guess it was just some kind of of show. Uh, that seems, but it was. I don't know. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to wrap my head around it, man. Yeah, it's really hard for me. Uh, three, three, four agrees. Three hundred five times better than Gladiator. Uh, scrolling, scrolling. Um, Brian wrote in. Now nah, Walker, I'm a believer in the Panthers Jay Z conspiracy. Yes, that's what I think. Uh, Simon says, what the F? This is worse than the Die Hard Christmas movie debate. Gladiator is a revenge drama, not a sports movie. I never even heard of a genre called revenge drama. Yeah. I called it an action movie or a drama. <laughs> I don't think I've heard it either. Russell in Vermont wants to make a deal with me. Let's make a deal, Walker. You watch 300. I'll watch the blueprint. I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway, but you really need to see that movie. What kind of deal am I coming out with a right. benefit on, on yeah. this one? Uh, we've got a lot more text rolling in. We can get to that in just a moment. 704-570-9610. I wanted to get to some more audio here because it is um, the episode three that was very good. Just talking about the, the draft process with the focus on Bryce Young. And we can talk about the anticipation, Wes. I, I just think Carolina is doing a nice job. Of building as much anticipation as possible mm -hmm. before the season starts. And you are going to turn every negative opinion at least closer to the line of, well, maybe Carolina does something this year. And there's a real opportunity for them to come out and win some football games in a division such as this one with what seems to be smart team building, with what seems to be a great coaching staff. All the stars are aligned for this to be a possible postseason appearance. Maybe a little sooner rather than later, sooner than expected. And as I've mentioned, you're still building towards the future. You are taking both roads. You don't have to pick one. It does seem like Carolina has been able to win now and build themselves to win later. Well, I think the thing is, is you don't have a typical rookie, which is the first factor in building into the excitement. This is a guy that you're already hearing is coming in ready to go, and they could even expand upon what they want to do anyway. So that's part one of this. Part two is the fact that you almost made the playoffs last year. You were a game or two away from going there, and you're playing in a division where nobody has separated themselves as of yet. So all of that baked into the cake. Now, if the Panthers were in the – NFC East, that might be a different story where you have multiple teams that look to be contenders. Or if they were in a division full of just absolute uh, dogs, you want to go AFC East. If they're in the AFC East, the excitement would still be there because you have new things on the horizon, new coach, new quarterback, etc. But everything's there for the taking. And then depending on what you see from Bryce Young, you feel like that you could have a chance. I mean, he did win a national championship his first year as a starter. At Alabama, now not getting ahead of myself and saying he's going to win a Super Bowl his first year as a starter. But once you get to the playoffs, man, everybody has that hope and that optimism. And if you have a rookie that's coming in playing great football from day one and your offense is formidable, mm -hmm. then I think you come into the playoffs with a lot of hope that, hey, man, let's 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 toss this ball up and see what happens. Well, and it goes to the debate on whether you would have bring DeAndre Hopkins aboard or not, because it's if you bring DeAndre Hopkins 
then you feel really good. He's close to what he once was? Yeah. I mean, even just for a year. I don't know what the contract looks like. I don't know what kind of cap hit would come with it. But at least for a year. I think he's coming. Oh, you you ready to do the toes thing? Yeah. What's the toes factor, Wes? For those that don't know. Eight. Before, okay. For those that don't know, (laughs) before the NFL draft, and we didn't know for sure who the QB was going to be, we were doing the toes meter. Wes told us that he was 10 toes down, that the Panthers were going to take Anthony Richardson. He backed off of it once the Bryce Young rumors started to ramp up. But we had a toes check-in every single day. <laughs> we can bring it back yeah, for DeAndre back. Hopkins. You're eight, you're eight toes down yeah, for DeAndre. It's just a lot of chatter. You see it on the internet already. The ties. He's from South Carolina. Uh, there's a lot there. Okay. I would feel very good about this team. I mean, how... Like how much up the meter would you move this team? Yeah, why wouldn't you go get him? As a postseason contender. Well, because you might want to save that money for an opposite pass rusher. You might want to save that money for a cornerback. You might want to save that money for another guy that might be, you know, going through the cracks that could really help this Carolina Panthers team. And you might just feel okay. But I, I just, I don't know if I've been this far off from a consensus opinion on a group of players like I have been with the wide receiver group. Compare, you know, I think they're okay. PFF has them dead last. ESPN has them dead last. So many different publications. I don't think they're amazing. I think they're probably a little worse than average, especially mm-hmm. with not a lot of top-end stuff. But I do think that they're going to be just fine. If you bring DeAndre in, then, man, the number one guy, I guess, is what they're missing. You would bring them close to 16 Something along the There's average line. There's nobody you could go out and sign right now on the more. defensive side that can make the impact that he can on the offensive side. This is an offensive league, and when you have a really good offense, it can cover up a lot of things that ail you. You have the coordinator that everybody thinks is the next guy in Ezra Evero. He can make up for some of the pass rush or, or lack thereof, maybe with some of his creativity in the blitz game. And listen, we still don't know what we're going to get until you get to camp and put the pads on of a DJ Johnson, of a YGM, or a Marquise Haynes on that edge. But especially Mr. Johnson, the rookie, this is a guy that could end up coming through. I'm not saying he's going to have a Pro Bowl season, but this could be a guy that could be formidable on that side. Uh, But other than that, like I said, you've got a really good linebacking core, solid defensive line. It looks like DB safety, you're good, corner. If J.C. Horn stays healthy. So there's a lot there. And I don't see anybody on the free agent list on defense that could come in and have the impact of DeAndre Hopkins has. This guy, if he comes in and well, is no, close to what he no. once was, this is a number one wide receiver, automatically Bryce's go-to guy. And you're talking about Bryce's accuracy and acumen for the game. He and DeAndre Hopkins could do a lot of damage. Yeah, you don't have anybody with the star power right now that DeAndre does. Yeah. It's all about if you feel there is a necessity at a different position because of what you have at wide receiver. But DeAndre Hopkins certainly would provide a big impact at least this year. People are rightfully calling us out on what the hell is up with toes in the station. We are becoming the Rex <laughs> Ryan of radio stations. Bud Lightyear said, what the hell is up with this? Big Cat Dan said, what is Max Toes meter? LOL, the stations and t- station and toes, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, this is, look, Wes, for what it's worth, he's been with the Toes Meter for quite some time. I guess you have Mac going with the Toe Jam 2023. Yeah, yeah. Shroppy, can you tell us more information on this? Because I haven't been able to catch the details necessarily, but I know Mac is about to be in a toe wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wants to be, but apparently it's gone around the building and legal is making a deal out of it because (laughs) he might break his toe and... 
Mike <sighs> Sue, and apparently the uh, our very nice social media manager does not want to film that, which I totally understand, because Mac's already, you know. Yeah, he's Mac, dude. I I bet that I bet those toes are nasty. Yeah, I will. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I do have a snack up here, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I this is not me. I did not, <laughs> I did not volunteer Mac to be involved in a toe jam. Three three six said, uh, "You guys must have missed the morning show because Mac and Bone were totally against Hopkins." Uh, yeah, toe? I'm, not, I'm not. Yeah, totally. toe. Shroppy. Totally. Nice job. Thank Very you. good. Thank yes, you. and excellent work from you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not totally against it. It's a good debate. Because I understand that you are all in on DeAndre if you can get him. I get that. There's a legitimate question here because I do feel uncomfortable. You can't go in banking on production from YGM. You can't go in banking on production from Marquise sure. Haynes. And you can't go in banking on production from a third-round rookie that's older and considered raw. To me, that doesn't seem like a good insurance policy. What would is even if he's not living up to the number one billing, I would like a clowny more so right now. You, you can you can talk about how clowny hasn't lived up to the number one overall pick billing. That's fine. He has had by far a better career even through his first three, four years compared to a YGM, compared to a Marquise Haynes. And we'll see about DJ. But again, that's going a lot in on an 80th guy. Same thing with Yannick Ngakwe as far as a pass rushing standpoint goes. Can't stop the run, but also you're not looking for Marquise Haynes to do that with his small frame. So if that were to come at the expense of helping yourself out at opposite pass rusher, then it really would be a very hard decision for me to make if I'm the Carolina Panthers brass. Um, as I said all day, I'm just going to go offense. If I have a chance to make my offense that much more potent, I'm going to do that first before defense any day, all day, especially – now, if you have a, a, a big-time pass rusher sitting out there, something like if Miles Garrett just happened to be on the street, okay. But other than that, man, I'm <laughs> oh, going to yeah. go I'm gonna go offense over defense, and I will go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. If you feel like – now, I know you feel like you have a longer lease on life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because – What happened? Be, I'm sorry. Did you just cough so – it wasn't – it didn't – hold on. We need to address this. I'm sorry to stop you, Mitt. No, you're good. But you just coughed, and my mic snapped, and I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what happened, but that was weird. There's a ghost in here. That's the power of the point that I was bringing up. I mean, maybe this ghost is turned on by toes, and we toes, and we summoned it somehow. <laughs> I don't know, but my no. mic just snapped right after you coughed, and a lot of weird things are going on in the studio. Yeah. You were talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and I'm I was sorry. just saying that I know you feel like you have a longer lease on life <laughs> if you're the Panthers now, because you've perhaps found the guy at quarterback. So now you're like, okay, we have a, a long time to put this thing together to really build a contender. And you might not be in like win now mode as far as Super Bowl this year or bust. But when you have opportunities in this league to win, you cannot predict the future. When you have opportunities where you see, okay, we get this guy, we win the division, we get in the dance, who knows what happens from there, you go get that guy and make it happen. So I think that they need to go and get DeAndre Hopkins. You don't have to sign him to a long deal, two years, something like that. Team if he, if he doesn't force one. you, if he doesn't force you, because yeah. we have to we have to still give credence to the fact that he gets to make this decision. Yes, and, and I don't, I would probably think there's no huge offer. I would say at the longest he might get a three-year offer perhaps, and mm -hmm. I don't think that's unreasonable. But I think if you've got a guy that you feel like can put you over the hump, the Panthers have a ton of cap space. I know they have guys they need to sign. There will be decisions that will need to be made later, but I go get them. 
All right, we still have some more Blueprint 3 audio to get to. I do want to go back to the text line, and everyone is also reminding me that the Kyle Bailey show is actually what started this toes meter stuff. Not even the meter, but the dude doesn't even have part of his toe, or he got it helped. It's it's on there. It's on there. It's on there. But is it 100% on there? I think so. I think they just, like, sewed it back on. (sighs) Yeah, you, you win the toe battle if you have had... In any part of it severed whatsoever. Yeah. Like maybe not 100% off, but, well, I don't know. This station and toast, everybody's so right about us. What's going on with the toast thing, man? Every single show. It's summer radio, man. Every. <laughs> yep. That's what I'll attribute it to. <laughs> well, but we, but we were on it before summer radio. Ever, I mean, we had Kyle have a toe disaster. We had our, that. This is how we measure our confidence in something happening is through toes. And now Mac is wanting to wrestle people with it. It's weird. I'm sorry for everybody listening that doesn't like toes. We do, and we're going to bring it to the airwaves. All right, let's <laughs> let's drop it like it's hot right now. Go ahead, Shroppy. What you got for us? All right, big old surprise. I'm talking about some NHL as their draft <laughs> is tonight. It starts at 7 p.m. And it's pretty much it's like a Wembenyama type scenario where we all know who's going number one. It is a guy that goes by the name of Connor Bedard. And just to give you an insight into why he's so hyped up, last season he played in the WHL, which is, you know, a uh, not youth league, but he's only 17. He turns 18 in July. But uh, last season he played 57 games, had 71 goals, 72 assists for a total of 143 points. The only people to put up those types of numbers in that league are the likes of Sidney Crosby and players of that nature so everyone's pretty high on him we're all expecting him to be an all-star and maybe you know the first season have a 70 70 point season so he's he's up next yeah everybody that put up the numbers he put up uh this past season were all hall of famers all four of those guys know the 70 goals 70 assists thing i mean was it 70 goals 70 assists yeah yeah man he's big time so i can't wait to see what he's doing he's going to a big market the chicago blackhawks i know they are uh starving for some stars there now because they've been bad for a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see. And they were comparing this morning uh, number one picks from the NBA and the NHL and how they turned out. And I think there were like three or four combos that ended up being like Hall of Fame players in each year. And they were saying this year with Wimby and this kid that uh, this could be more of the same. All right. We'll see what happens with that guy, Connor. I don't. I can't tell you anything more about him. <laughs> Shroppy is going to have us updated on all of the NHL information. We'll give you some more college information. How about the A, excuse me, the ACC and the SEC challenge? The schedule's coming out. We know some of the games already on the slate. In fact, I think we know the entire schedule. We will reveal those results in just a moment. You're listening to Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Is there love in the heart of the city, Queen City? We're asking you that. Welcome back to the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. When you hear beats like this, man, you think about like what Jay-Z thought about when he heard some of these for the first time. That's one of my favorite things is to think about what the artist must have felt when they first heard said track. When you hear a millisecond and it's immediately fire, is that what you're talking about? Like in, like in the... Um, documentary he did fade to black when he was in there with timberland and timberland was playing him beats yeah and he would just put his hat over his face like when he played something that he just thought was just i off think the charts. anytime you go into the behind the scenes stuff with producers i think timberland is my favorite to see him go to work yeah because anytime you see him behind the scenes working on stuff he's the guy that they'll show you the process and also he gets so hype when something works out yeah I, because dr dre he's such a perfectionist it's not fun to watch dr dre is and the guy, be fire and he'll be sitting there not yeah, liking it dr dre is militant at this yeah. he is not here to have fun he's here to create a project and make it as good as possible timbaland he'll he'll say something is not good He's not going to put out any kind of trash, but I just feel like anytime you're you're seeing a, a rapper or whatever artist work with Timbaland because he does some pop stuff too, like yes. he'll he'll kind of go outside. He's my favorite producer ever. Yeah, and he's he's really wide ranging, but it's so much fun to see some of the artists work with him and watch the process and how he goes through things. He's my favorite to watch with that, and he's not one of my top five favorites as far like yeah, clearly top five best. Not one of my favorites, but watching him go through all that, it's always crazy to see. Some of the Missy Elliott stuff, when they were working together and they were going bonkers. I mean, those two together in the booth, that is some real crazy type of thinking that only those two, only content from those two would match with. And you know he does a lot of stuff with his mouth. Yeah, I do know that. Yes, yes. What a... Yeah, interesting dude. He That's talked the guy about one beat. I forgot I was watching an interview. It was a Justin Timberlake song, and he said how he used yard uh, equipment. He used like three or four things like from his yard. <laughs> Just, there's no excuse, anyone. If you want to be a producer, and we've got other people out here making beats with nothing but rakes and shovels in the backyard, you can do it too. All right, folks. Hit us up on the text line, 704-570-9610. Do some of you guys have a, a favorite musical producer if you're into it like that, a music junkie like me? And Walker, hit us up on the social medias, WFNC Twitter and Instagram. And you can have some homework and follow me, Walker and Shroppy. Find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. But for now, it is time to go to the campus corner. <laughs> You remember the ACC Big Ten Challenge? Well, now we've got the new thing, the ACC-SEC Challenge for this season. Among some of the marquee matchups that you will see, Miami and Kentucky, NC State will play Ole Miss, Clemson will play Alabama. That'd be great if it was football. Uh, Tennessee and North Carolina, Mm -hmm. Texas A&M and Virginia, Florida will play my Deeks and Duke. 
will travel to Arkansas, man. So do you like the idea of the ACC and the SEC engaging in a basketball clash? And what matchups stick out to you the most? Yeah, I do like this. I do like the fact that now the the SEC has come up to get at least closer to the ACC in uh, as far as the prominence of college basketball and what it means for each of these conferences. Because it used to be the Big Ten and the ACC that were at the top of all of the conferences. But the SEC has done such a good job with the prominence and the rise of Alabama. Same thing with Auburn having reached the Final Four within the last four years, right? You can see some of these teams become very, very good. And if college sports is supposed to be regional and that's a lot of the fun, then coming closer to the region is a good thing. Yep. And so as much as I liked, just because of some pure nostalgia standpoint, the ACC and the Big Ten Challenge, to move it to the SEC is not a bad thing whatsoever. I really like Tennessee, North Carolina, the Rick Barnes type of feel with him having coached in Hickory, being from Hickory, Lenore Ryan, bouncing around a couple of different spots. You have Arkansas and Duke. There's some nostalgia there from them meeting in the championship yes. all the way back when that game was here. Arkansas, right. They haven't done that. And God knows when, so that'll be fun. Well, and that game happening here in Charlotte, by the way, the Final Four that Arkansas was able to beat Duke, so happening in North Carolina. So you have some nostalgia there. I, I thought I would dislike it a little bit more when it happened, but Wes, just seeing some of these matchups, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and no doubt about it. And I like the regional aspect that you bring to it. It's going to add more to the rivalry, especially some matchups that we don't get to see that often. As I said, Duke down in a hostile environment. And Arkansas is going to be a lot of fun. Tennessee coming in there to play North Carolina uh, as well. And then on the women's side of things, got to show them some love as well. Notre Dame will play Tennessee. That should be uh, a really good matchup. NC State will take on Vanderbilt. Louisville will play Ole Miss. Duke will play Georgia. Wake's ladies will play Texas A&M. And North Carolina's women will play South Carolina. So that could be an interesting matchup because uh, North Carolina's women's basketball team, they were ranked last year, but they probably uh, are up against it, going up against Don Staley you, and the crew. Did you see, by the way, Aaliyah Boston is out here wrecking stuff? Yes, being I did. an all-star Doing a thing, already. trying to get Indiana right. Yeah. I'm Plus, you know, so I, I grew up with the little fever action in my life. Tamika Catchings is my favorite WNBA player of all time. Okay. I'd like to see some kind of star back with Indiana because it's been a rough go. Like, number one pick type of stuff. So, let's bring back the fever, man. Let's bring back the heat. All right. So, really quick, though, we up against the break. But Caleb Love was ranked number five in ESPN's college basketball transfer rankings for the upcoming season. Hunter Dickinson, Hunter Dickinson, that's going to Kansas from Michigan, was number one. Did you hear about his growth spurt? By the way, they said that he's supposed to be like seven four, what something like that. Are you? Well, you know this is I the got joke. Fake the last time. Yeah, yeah. The last but time, last time that. we were expecting Lamella to be seven feet. That yes, was the rumor, and I was not buying. I was like, look, if you want to convince me that he's like six eight, yeah. okay, but seven foot. Nah, fam, I'm not believing it. So what do you think about Caleb Love at number five? Should he be? Seems high. But Caleb Love is somebody that had an amazing run in the NCAA tournament. North Carolina's run, it coincided with one of the better shooting performances as far as a single stretch goes with Brady Manick. But Caleb Love was out here hitting monster shot after monster shot. Can there be any kind of familiarity with Steve Robinson and Caleb Love in Arizona that helps that process of moving across the country, moving to a different conference entirely, having some NCAA tournament success, which Arizona has not had in quite some time? I could see the benefits, but that's a real wild card, man. I'm not, it, you have to change so much 
about your team when he enters the fold, I don't know if it's going to be a great thing. And then Harrison Ingram, ranked 33rd. You know how much I like the Ingram move for North Carolina. Love the way he facilitates the basketball. To be ranked 33rd, I think at the end of the season, we'll have ranked him higher based on the results. Yeah, we're definitely going to see. Uh, don't agree with you. I haven't really seen it that much from Harrison Ingram, but on that Carolina stage, we'll see uh, what he can deliver. As far as Caleb Love, a 17-point score coming from North Carolina, you know he's going to get uh, some billing, especially with what he did in a tournament a couple of years ago. So I think a lot of people are looking at the positives more than the negatives. But this does point out his inconsistencies at Chapel Hill. So we'll see if he can correct that in Arizona. When we come back, we break down our Bobby Marks interview yesterday with some of his key audio here on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.